Welcome to the weekly podcast of Trinity Life Church. We are a local church that gathers in downtown Toronto on Sundays and all throughout our city during the week. Now our mission is to help people discover their identity and destiny in Christ so we can influence our city, our country, and our world. If you're looking for a place to call home, we'd love to have you. Our services are Sunday from 10.30 to noon at Jarvis Collegiate. Enjoy this week's podcast. So let's, let's go to Psalm 42 this morning. That's the passage that, that Jamie is going to preach to us this morning. And, uh, and so let's read it together. <clears throat> this, is, this is a psalm of the sons of Korah, beginning in verse 1. As a deer pants for flowing streams, so, my, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I will go with a throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude-keeping festival. Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. My soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon, from Mount Mazar, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night, his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me. While they say to me all the day long, where is your God? Why are you cast down on my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God. For I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you for its truth. Thank you for its inerrancy. Thank you that it is all sufficient for us. And we rely on you to speak to us this morning. So speak, Lord, because your servants are listening. We love you and pray this in your name. Amen. Good morning, church. Um, Thank you for joining me. And I just want to say that I'm so thankful for technology this morning. Um, So feel free to send out a hello or an emoji. Uh, Comments are welcomed. I'm totally looking forward to reading what you have to say. Um, So many of you are tuning in for the first time. Some of you may be experiencing service for the first time, um, but we're doing something super unique this morning, so that's really cool, and I hope I get to meet you, uh, whether that be online or maybe one day in person, um, but feel free to reach out. Um, So for many of us, COVID-19 has been on our minds. Um, It's caused us to feel uneasy, it's caused us to feel frustrated, uh, fearful, uncertain, Um, and the reality is this. just we're living in a time of a lot of chaos and a lot of fear and anxiety. Maybe you're feeling down, hopeless, disturbed within. Um, maybe you've already been living with a heaviness and this is just adding to it. Um, whether you've been in a constant state of 
down and feeling sad for the last few years or few months or have experienced sadness in the past or maybe you feel lost right now, I'm here to tell you that today Jesus is the life and the light of men and John 1.5 says the light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There are lies um, that we've just been hearing and believing. Um, maybe it's just been said over and over again, so we started to believe it. Lies about how um, suffering is punishment um, or that suffering is a result of how weak you are. Um, but I'm here to tell you that suffering is an opportunity to experience the fullness of Jesus' care. But how? How do we use our suffering as a means to experience Jesus' full care for our souls? We pray. We pour our souls out to him, and we sing our hearts out. We've been going through a series at looking at some songs in, in the scriptures that are actually prayers. Uh, there have been different kinds of songs, and they all come from a genuine place of an outcry of worship. Before we dive into the scripture, I just want to say that prayer is not about saying the right words, um, but actually prayer is about being intimately intertwined with God. Prayer is about being intimately intertwined with God. The God of the heavens and the earth, the God that created you, the God that created me, it's about being intertwined with him intimately. The book of Psalms is filled with beautiful songs, and today I have the privilege of sharing with one of them with you. We will be looking at it as a model to show us what it looks like to pray in a time of uncertainty, a time of suffering, a time of pain, um, and that psalm is going to be Psalm 42. If you don't have a Bible, you can go to your web browser and you can look up Bible.com or BibleGateway.com and search up Psalm 42. That's P-S-A-L-M and it's version E-S-V, which we'll be reading from. I'll just give you some time to do that. So let's dive in. Psalm 42, it says, as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. This psalm is a prayer for someone who's living in deep, broken-hearted turmoil. He begins by comparing the state of his soul to that of a deer panting. The psalmist is craving and desperately wanting God. And when you think of a deer and panting, the panting is, is something that deers do when they're really uncomfortable and really thirsting. And then God is compared to flowing streams. And when you think of a, a flowing stream, it's ongoing and water is the only um, thing that can satisfy our thirst. And that's who God is. When we're living in a deep level of pain and darkness, our pain actually causes us to seek after the Lord because our pain can only be eased and comforted and healed by God and God himself. The more you know him, the more grounded you are in the midst of turmoil. So the question is, do you know him? Where can you find him? How can you know him? Well, it's simple. It's in the scriptures. 
because the word of God is God. And that's John 1, 1. And if we want more of him, if our pain causes us to seek him, we should take the opportunity that's presented before us. It's just right there in front of us. And because at the end of the day, when everything is falling apart, what are we standing on? Then in verse 2, it says, When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, Where is your God? The psalmist asks, When shall I come and appear before God? It is your choice to appear before him. But don't just show up. Appear. Come before him. Show him everything all of your mess, all of your pain, all of your turmoil, your confusion, your fears, anxieties, appear as you are and you will find rest and comfort for your soul. Again, it is a choice. The psalmist up until this point has been eating and ingesting his tears, his despair over and over and over again. But this feasting actually taunts you. It goes, where is your God? Our ingestion of despair, but not despair itself, but the ingestion, the consuming, the immersing, when we wallow ourselves in it, that makes us question and doubt who God is. Our good and faithful, gracious, kind and loving God, when we wallow in our pain, we forget who he is. So hear me out. You can either appear as who you are before God in all of your mess and your pain, or you can wallow in how you feel without God. The results are vastly different. Then it says in verse four, these things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go to the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God and with glad shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. As you appear before God, Pour out your soul. It says your soul, so it's your whole being. You want to pour out all of yourself. Do not hide in shame. Do not hold back. Let him see what no one else sees. In your pouring out, remember God. Remember, remembering him is the gateway to worship. And when we worship, we are drinking in the living water. And our worship opens our eyes to see God truly for who he is, regardless of our circumstances and what we're going through. And we see him and our eyes are set on him and him alone. So in your turmoil, when your soul is downcast, pour out unhindered all of yourself and you will find rest for your soul. I remember the first time that I did this, um, I was... In my last year of high school, and uh, I was at home, and my dad had just gone on a huge business trip, and I hadn't seen him in a couple weeks. And he walks in through the doors, and I'm, I'm all ready to give him a hug when he goes, stop, don't hug me, don't touch me, I'm feeling really, really sick. Um, and I was confused by this because my mom and dad actually just had a paired transplant. So their, their health was actually getting a lot better. Um, and so I thought that they should be feeling better. He should be feeling fine. But um, I just let it be. And then 
immediately after that, my dad got hit with pneumonia. Um, and he was in the hospital for about three months with pneumonia. He was in critical care. And uh, when you when you have pneumonia, you go th you have this like tube wand um, that you kind of uh, just try to suck up all the phlegm um, that's in the throat. And there was a nurse that was doing that, and my dad was laying on his back, uh, unconscious, sedated, and the nurse was was clearing it out, and then I guess he touched a gag reflex, um, and my dad started to throw up. And because he's lying down, it's actually really dangerous. He could choke on it and die. So all the nurses and doctors rushed in, and I was standing there, and I, w I didn't know what to do. And then I ran out to the hall, and I got on my knees, and I wept. And I cried after God for the first time. And I cried out to him and I said, God, if you are who you say you are, you will let this man live because he has done nothing wrong. And I was just so desperate and so raw. And I just wanted my dad to be alive. And I didn't know who else to call out to except God himself. Um, immediately after that, my dad started to get better. And now he's, he's living, he's healthy, he's great. Um, and yeah, I wanted to share this story with you, not because God is a genie and he just does everything you ask him to, um, but I wanted to share to, to say that God loves a raw, real, unhindered call out, cry out prayer. And uh, that was the first time, and I, I'm pretty sure that's what led me on this journey of knowing Christ. Um, and it was just such a raw place to be in, and um, I found a lot of comfort in that. Um, so it says in verse 5, Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. His question why here is not in a condemning way. Never condemn yourself or anyone else for feeling down or not feeling okay or not being in a good place. God doesn't do that. Why should we do that, right? Um, his why actually is, is a redirection um, to where his attention really is, which is hope in God. It's, it's a redirection to allowing him to see that God is his greatest hope. Our hope is secure. It is firm in the creator of the heavens and the earth. Our hope is secure in the faithful, attentive, caring, close, mighty, powerful God. And he is here for you and for me, and he's here right now. And then he chooses to praise I think it's really important for me to note that praise is not something you do when you're like really excited all the time. Like it is, but it's not the only thing. It's not when you're happy-go-lucky. Praise is actually something much deeper than that. Um, it's, it's about our heart and where it is. It's about being able to respond to God even though we're going through everything and we say, God, you are worthy of all praise and you acknowledge him because of not what's happening around you, but because of who he is. And so you're just standing in this position of praise 
Um, maybe it's not in this position of woohoo, but it's in this position of, wow, God, like even though I'm going through pain right now, you are still worth everything that I have to give. And then um, in verse six, it says, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of Jordan and of Hermon from Mount Mazar. He acknowledges the state of his soul. It is not possible for us to heal, for us to find comfort, for us to move forward unless we acknowledge where we're at, unless we recognize that we're not okay. Remember who he is. That is, so it says therefore. So the antidote to a downcast soul is to remember God. So open your eyes. What do you see? What is he saying to you now? So my practical prayer point today is, when your soul is downcast, remember the Lord. Remember your salvation. Remember your heart's true desire, Jesus. Only Jesus can satisfy our souls. So when you're downcast, remember him. Think of him. Know him. And, and just be in that position of knowing that he is your ultimate joy. Then it says in verse 7, deep calls to deep. At the roar of your waterfalls, at your breakers and your waves have gone over me. By day, the Lord commands his steadfast love, and at night, his song is with me, a prayer to God of my life. These waters are his love, and it's alive, and it's fierce. They roar, and they crash, but it's also unwavering, and it's firm. His love is commanded. So his love is not random, it's not unstable, it's not unpredictable. His fierce love is intentional. So what is his song? Is it one of condemnation? Is it one of disappointment? No, it's a song of comfort and of care. It is one that is with you in the night. His song is with you in your, in your darkness. So immerse yourself in his song. And where can you find this song? In the scriptures. The scriptures are his song written to you. And so when we're in darkness, we immerse ourselves in his word. And just like we are today, we're reading his scriptures and it speaks life to us. And that's where we go when we're down. That's, that's how we find our hope and our security. It's in the word of God. Then it says in verse 9, I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As with a deadly wound in my bones, my adversaries taunt me while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? You see, even when he's in turmoil in his inner battle, he acknowledges that the Lord is the ultimate foundation. It is his rock. The enemy, the darkness, the adversary, it makes him question the Lord and it makes him believe that he's forgotten or not cared about or that God doesn't, is not here. 
But the enemy is crafty and he's a liar. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus has come to give us life and life abundantly. And I think it's important for me to read right now Ephesians 6. It says, Our enemy is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. So, know your enemy, know your victory, and know your God. Because the enemy will taunt you and make you think that everything that's crashing down around you is because God has left you. But that's not true. Our enemy is not COVID-19. Our enemy is not each other. Our enemy is the enemy himself. He is using everything around us to confuse us, instill fear in us, instill anxiety. We're hoarding, we're freaking out, and making us enemies of each other. But that, that is not the truth. The truth is that it's the enemy himself. The truth is that the the war has already been won. The victory is ours and we are more than conquerors. Death no longer has a hold on us and we have life in him. Jesus has won the war and we belong to him. We are more than conquerors. We have Christ living within us. We have the Holy Spirit. We are alive and we we have already won the war. And so we don't have to be afraid. So it says in verse 11, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Are you tired? Are you tired of your suffering? Are you tired of not being able to sleep in the middle of the night because you have thoughts racing through your mind? Are you tired of feeling sad? Be tired. It's okay. But be tired in him. Be tired in him. And as we lament, we lament in him. Our lament here ends in hopeful praise. Right now, there are people all over the world who are at home and um, are afraid. And in Italy, there is a community of people who got out on their balconies and started to sing. And whether or not you realize it, you've already been singing songs, songs of of fear, of anxiety, um, songs of confusion. But church, let us sing songs of lament, a song that recognizes where we are in the state of our souls, but but then let us pour out before God our mighty, powerful, loving, kind, holy God. And let us pour out and let us sing, hoping God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Let our song be real, let it be raw, and let it be honest, but let it always end in hopeful praise. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God, that we can come to you as we are, God. We thank you that you are here, that you have never left us and you will never forsake us, God, that you're here with us right now and that we can call out to you and we can say to you, God, I am scared, I am afraid, I don't know what to do, but God, we can trust you and we can have hope in you because you're our firm foundation and you are all that we need, God. So right now, I pray, I pray for our world right now 
now. I pray that you would comfort our souls, that you would show us who you are, show us that you're beyond this, God. Um, and we just thank you, God. We thank you that you are here and we want to worship you now, God. We want to worship you because we know that you have been here and you will always be here, that your love existed before pain. It exists, existed before suffering and it'll exist after pain and suffering ex uh, leaves this world, God. It'll always exist. It is everlasting and forevermore. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you want to know more about the TLC community, check out trinitylife.ca or you can find us on Facebook. Of course, we'd way rather meet you in person, so we hope to see you at a service soon.